Talk Recorded live. All right, hey, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Evan Jensen, and this is Beyond Reality Paranormal Talk Radio, as they present today their show called The Bigfoot Today Show. It's been a while since we've done a Bigfoot show. It's been a while since we had one of our guests, Summer Akasha, on. Um, so, you know, let's welcome Summer Akasha to the show. Summer, welcome to our show today. Thank you, guys, for having me. Oh, yeah, thanks for coming so, on. Yeah, anytime. anytime. We also have uh, in studio, we have James horror author, James Hershey Jr., that's going to be weighing in today. And we have a bunch of things we're going to talk about, and, and I, I haven't really discussed exactly what we're going to be talking about with Summer, but she does know when when I do my shows about Bigfoot and Yeti and Sasquatch and all that, uh, she knows what to expect for sure, right, Summer? Oh yeah, I mean you're the first show I ever she came on you. <laughs> so we can I'm talk about fine. anything and everything that we really need to talk about that is creepy. Anything, <laughs> yeah. anything really yeah, interesting. Yeah, it goes different directions for sure. Um, I just want to mention some things. The first thing that I've been very vocal about for really good reasons. And I'm sure people don't like me because I have some evidence that we've brought out into the the light. Um, and it's concerning it's concerning the Patterson Gimlin film. Um, it's also known as the Patterson film or the PGF. It's a very famous short motion picture of an unidentified subject, that being a Sasquatch or Bigfoot, uh, that was made into a very short film. Um, it was shot in 1967 and has been the subject of many attempts to authenticate or debunk it on controversy. One of the most spoken about topics since 1968 and still continues today is the Patterson Gimlin film. Uh, the, the filmmakers were Roger Patterson. Uh, February 14th, 1933, January 15th, 1972 is when it went on. And Robert Bob Gimlin. Gimlin today is still alive today. He was born October 18th, 1931. Patterson died of cancer in 1972 and maintained right to the end that the creature on the film was real. However, however, guys, this is where the controversy begins. Yes, he maintained publicly to the end that the film was real. But what did it mean by the end? Was that to the day of his death? Or was that up until the time when he got hospitalized or was terminally ill from cancer? That is the controversy that I can break wide open and have done so in prior shows. But with, with, with that given said, that's one of the controversial subjects that I wanted to talk with um, Summer about. Um, so, and, and there's many. And there's also a controversy going on right now that, that Summer knows about, and so we probably share a little bit about that. Um, so, you know, Bennett said that all these controversies take place and DNA evidence and all that, Summer. What is going on out there in the Bigfoot world? I've been kind of out of it for a while. I haven't really followed it as I usually did. 
And so that's why I'm bringing you on today to share with us. Um, you know, it's funny you say that. To be honest with you, I really kind of have um, taken a step back from it um, due to, uh, well, for the most part, I um, stepped away from the show that I was doing with Phil and the Sun Universe. They're still doing it, which is fine, but it was going in directions that was, wasn't what I wanted when I began doing the show. So no hard feelings, and we all still love each other. Their show is still great and fun. Um, but, uh, you know, when I stepped away from that, at the same time I was doing that, there was a lot of, I, how do I put this, unnecessary um, harassment and drama with um, David Politis, who authors the books Missing 411. And um, it, it, was, it was really, it was really, it was, I don't even, I, I want to not even talk about this actually, but I, we should. Um, he is the type of person strong on people. Hold on a second while I'm in thought here. Um, the 411, can you explain to people that are listening what, what is the 411? What is that? Wait, I'm sorry. You're, you're like cutting out. Can you repeat that again? What is the missing 411? Yeah, you, you mentioned the 411 and, and people are like, what is that? Oh, I don't want I don't want to tell him because I'm not going to promote his shit. Excuse my language, because it's all plagiarism anyway. But what's, want the to look, what's the theory behind the four one one? What is it? It's, it's missing four one one. Is is a is a series of books that he supposedly wrote himself. But uh, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. So the missing four one one. That's what it is. It's people that are missing in the woods that are supposedly linked and connected to the Sasquatch. Correct. I don't, I mean, he doesn't say, but, um, you know, what is doing it or, you know, what is, um, okay. is helping people disappear. But people, and I'm not even trying to, you're, you're making me have to, like, back him up now, and I don't even want to do this, but I'm a nice person, so I will uh, have his back on this. Um, he doesn't, I don't even think, to be honest with you, that David thinks that Sasquatch is taking people. It's just he was also involved with the Sasquatch Genome Project and what have you. So, and then uh, NAB and Bigfoot, you know, and the North American Bigfoot, whatever, whatever. But previous, or prior to this authorship that he's been working with the missing people stuff. So, people tend to say, well, he won't say what it is, so we're, we think he's saying it's Sasquatch doing it. Well, he, I, I can't say if he is saying that or not, because he doesn't actually say, come out and say it. But yeah, you can you know just you know form your own opinion and read the books or or don't read the books. I wouldn't waste a penny on the damn things because they're just <laughs> <laughs> well, just off of um, you know off of a few websites that are um, copy and pasted. Every I mean I have I bought one of the, I have one of the books actually and I looked it for myself and I was like wow this is interesting. But anyway he's um he was harassing um and trying to strong arm and threaten my co-host and I because we had talked about um, him being um, untruthful about his previous um, work history because he claims he's a retired you know, veteran of the police department and this and that. Well, that's not true necessarily. You know, he wasn't um, part of any invest. He said he was part of a SWAT team and what have you. He wasn't. He was actually a desk cop. You know, he had a desk job at the time. It was, he was a court, I can't remember the name, like a court liaison police officer, which they don't, they don't, they're not an actual police officer. 
like a patrolman or any, or any kind of investigation. They they just work for the court, right? So that being said, that's whatever. I get it. People want to blow up and make themselves sound awesome. But the problem with me was the fact that he didn't just lie about that. He he lied about his retirement and completely falsified all of it by um, not 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 uh, you know I, I understand not wanting to share something because it might be shady in your past, but don't make up fabricated things to make yourself seem better because you did something bad. That's not cool. If you don't want to tell me, then don't tell me, but don't make stuff up. Anyway, long story short, I don't want to go into this any more than a few more minutes, but he actually got fired or he he got arrested or he had a warrant for his arrest um, issued and he was asked to step down because he was apparently at his desk job in the courthouse using the stationery, you know, the letterhead, the st- you know, the court papers, the stamps, you know, the, the seals, all that. He was using all that and falsified himself as somebody he wasn't and contacted contacted celebrities throughout the years and, and told them, uh, hey, um, I was wondering if you guys would be willing to donate to the police department in some charity that he had made up. And and he had got tons of memorabilia from all of these all of these um, celebrities and whatnot, athletes and things over the years, and was hoarding them and keeping them. And um, he got caught because um, Prince or someone's publicist sent a thank you card to the department um, issued to the person that David said he was, but he's not that person. Didn't expect that to happen, and he got caught. And so he stepped down. I'm sorry, but that's a big difference between a a decorated, you know. Uh, detective from the SWAT team. That's not, that is, you know, you're going to believe a guy and trust in a guy with families of missing loved ones and things like that and, and really put any kind of trust in somebody like that who can't even, who can't even just admit that he did something wrong. You know what I mean? I, I mean, all of us have done stuff probably borderline that bad. You know what I mean? It's not worse. And we're not afraid to, to admit it, but his tactics after the fact and, and the fact that he, he, he will attack you and threaten you with lawsuits and this and this and this and just completely blow everything out of, you know, proportion when it's like, it's honesty is key, you know what I mean? Anyway, so we don't pay any mind to it. He hasn't bothered me in ages now. I'm good. But just recently, a few, um, about a week ago, um, a very good friend of mine and author, um, her name is Steph Young. She writes the books, Something in the Woods is Taking People. It's a very mm-hmm. good book. But anyway, he is now slamming her and his kind of messed up her career a little bit and with Amazon because of his claims. He's just, it's like nobody can, can talk or touch about the subject of missing people ever, or he will attack you quite literally. If you say you're investigating it in any kind of way, he will, I promise you, he will come at you. So if you're friends with him and you're going to look into any of that or do anything, delete his ass first. Excuse my language. But, I mean, it, it's like it's bad. I mean, I, I, it made me feel really, like, not a good – it made me feel really, really terrible. As, I mean, he really is a very mean, very, very mean person, truly. He's not friendly at all. So, uh, you know, and I really respected him for a lot of years. And, Evan, you know that. I talked about his stuff all the time. I was, like, yeah. one of his number of fans. And, and he was, you know, he was like, I'm disappointed in you, Summer. I'm like, you're disappointed in me. The person I was looking up to in, in some of the work I've been going toward, you know, pushing toward doing career-wise is all a sham. You know, Not really, but, you know, the person who threw me in that direction is you, and that's sad. I don't want to admit that now. You know what I mean? But what do you do? 
I admit that what you know the work that he supposedly has done or his idea of the missing four one thing is 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 great. He's not the first person to have it. There's been others before him, but just somehow he ended up you know not slipping through cracks and actually making it taken away some kind of way. But anyway, you know I don't I don't want to talk about it anymore. If you guys have any questions about it or whatever, I'm more than happy to to uh, answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's controversy in everything we do out there, especially on social media, and, and uh, the Bigfoot world is not any different than um, the paranormal sides of things. We've seen it all throughout from groups, you know, and, and people, you know, fighting and, and things like that. Um, but I mean, uh, his, his tactics are just, they're, 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 he's, he attacks, I mean, big time. I mean, I have, I have, I have, pages and pages and pages and days worth of him literally berating me with threats and just crazy stuff. I feel right because Steven Struper over on the Coalition for Critical Thinking page, I don't know if you guys are a part of that, but you should um, try to add yourself to the group. I'll add you. Um, They're amazing. They're amazing, amazing. Actually, Steven Struper lives in in, uh, where they filmed Patterson Gimlin film. He lives in that town. Um, he owns the uh, library there. He was in that. He was in the Bigfoot movie called uh, Willow Creek. Anyway, um, he's a good friend of mine. He he runs that page and he posted all about it for me. And like, because David was slamming me and stuff, but he blocked me and everything and, and kind of made it a way to where I couldn't defend myself. And Stephen was like, "Oh hell no! I saw this and thought you should know." And I was, I was like, "You know what? Screw it!" So I posted everything. I shared everything. Because he just said what happened. I, I screenshotted things. I just copied and pasted everything he said to me. You know what I mean? So you can't deny that. So. Oh, you can't deny, you know, when, when that shit happens, as you say, for sure. Um, somebody messaged us in chat, in my inbox, actually, and the question is, is Bigfoot real? And if so, do we have any information that would actually lead to that. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I hate answering this question. This, I love you, whoever whoever said this. This is a challenging question, so thank you. Um, <laughs> I got to think of how to answer this properly. Um, I can't say. Nobody can say with a hundred percent certainty that there isn't what we um, humans have uh, have supposedly or purportedly um, viewed as a Sasquatch, Bigfoot, some kind of hairy, like, bipedal ape man in the freaking wood. I mean, you know, whatever your version of it is, if you think you've seen it and you're, you know, you, you believe that, you couldn't tell me that, you know, you couldn't tell me that, that you, you know, you really saw that, right? So I can't say that there's not a possibility that I, I to be honest with you, uh, I'm, the, I'm a huge, huge scientifically minded skeptic, so I say they probably don't. A lot of it's probably mass hysteria situations, like with the Mothman, um, uh, and you know the surrounding um, incidences that happened in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Um, along with that, there's a many um, injured cold situation happened with that as well. Also, um, you know, people misidentify um things visually audibly i mean by smell touch i mean every sense that we have we we misidentify things all the time 
really common to be frightened by something and see it or whatever it flashes and bring out, you know, it's, it's a quick, oh my God, of course it's going to seem way bigger and gnarly and scarier. Or if you're driving and it's at a distance, it might seem like it's 2,000 feet tall if it's just a field and there's nothing to scale, you know? So misidentification is like one of the number one things for sightings, like um, especially drive-by stuff. I mean, like I was driving through and, you know, this giant mothman like flew over my car or whatever. And it's like people don't realize that owls can have 10 to like, even I've heard of 12 to 15 foot wingspan. That's big. So you're talking about man-sized wings. That's an owl could ha- obviously have wingspan that, that large. So, you know, you've got to rule out all those th- other potential possibilities with the place where there could be bears or, you know, in which there it, there are everywhere. You know what I mean? Things like any, if there's any other wild animal that looks remotely like that, then you have to rule it out until we have a body of evidence. That's just the way it's going to have to be. I don't, I don't and I'm talking about in our realm of rea- our reality here in this world that we see, perceive. Um, I do, I do believe a, somewhat in the science behind alternate dimensions, possibly. Um, you know, like the veil slips and we see them for a second, but you know, we're, it wasn't. They're not here. They're physically not here. They're physically somewhere else, but we see them. Yeah, I wonder what uh, James Hershey's take on Sasquatches. James, are you in Houston still? Yeah, I'm here, brother. What's your take on the Yeti, brother? I know that uh, you've uh, done a lot of writing about different things, and what is your take on Sasquatch? I never did hear, and I'm, I wasn't sure if you'd ever did anything with you know Bigfoot or not, but uh, I'll put you on the spot for fun here. All right, um, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Sasquatch and all things cryptic. Um, There's a couple points about the Sasquatch that would lend credibility to a lot of the sightings uh, actually occurred in the piece of film that you were talking about. Um, In the Patterson-Gimlin footage, you can see on the back of the Sasquatch as it's walking away. Okay, it's a female Sasquatch. As it's walking away, you can see the muscles rippling in the back. Okay, during that time period when it was filmed, that was not possible to create with special effects and, and makeup. Even well, today, it would be very hard to create. Also, you have the footprints that people have found. On some of those sets of footprints, there are dermal ridges, which is just yeah. like fingerprints but on your, foot, on your feet. And experts have examined them and say that it, that it matches uh, primate dermal ridges. So those are I the pieces of evidence that, that would, would suggest that, that it actually exists. I can. I, I'm on a. I I would agree with that. The dermal ridges. Um, I've heard that too. I haven't really looked so much into that, but we should go into that more um, another time. That's fucking rad. Oh, excuse my language. Um, I just wanted to say one thing about your first comment. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but you said something that really piqued my interest here. Um, you said um, you know about the Patterson Gimlin um film and the um muscle tone and whatnot. Do you know the story behind why they were even filming, why they would have a camera, why, I mean, I'm, I mean, I can tell you from the, from Bob's mouth, they were hired, actually, Pat, Patterson was hired by a film company to go out, because they knew he was a horseback rider, and he'd always go out, and, you know, he'd ride from freaking Mexico all the way up to, you know, to Canada, and back, all, that was, there was just, that's what him and Bob did a lot in, in their life. Anyway, so the film crew said, 
hey, will you take this? You know, we, if we give you film cameras or whatever and we pay you, will you go out and document your trip and we'll kind of track you out along the way and uh, you know, try and film a Bigfoot? And so he said, of course. And he, who better to ask to go with him because he didn't, he didn't want to go alone than Bob because he knew the backcountry back there like the back of his hand. And so, you know, and it was a pretty, you know, I mean, just having that camera at the time, it's like there, I can guarantee you as long as there's been material, and I'm talking, my uncle's a special effects artist for some of the biggest named, you know, productions, and he can make the most insane, I mean, completely blow your mind. I mean, he can make a poor person out of, you know, stuff you have in your house right now. So that's, I don't think that's a, a definitive evidence, evidence, you know, enough evidence to say that that, that costume, could, or if it was, it was um, somebody in a suit or whatever, um, something that was man-made that way, uh, that it couldn't be. That's I. That is. I don't think that can be said. Well, if you look, if you look at, um, let's look at like the Planet of the Apes movie. Okay, this that took place after, well after the Patterson Gimlin building uh, footage was filmed. Right. That I was done by that, the but... top Hollywood special effects people, and yes. they don't even come close to the detail, I mean, you see individual muscle groups moving in the back that are anatomically correct. They couldn't yes. do that 20 years later when they did Planet of the Apes. They can't really do that now without CGI. Well, I mean, like I said, you'd be surprised how elaborate some of these get-ups can be with just, because think about it, okay, what if, this is, what if this was an actual woman who they just painted some hair on to, you know what I mean, you know, stuff glued hair to her, and what, whatever, spray-painted her body, and she was just an abnormally large woman, you know, like something, you know, that is, you know, there's many different um, possibilities. I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a suit. It could be a person. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, you can't, I, mean, I don't know. I just feel like you can't 100% rule that in, like, because like, it absolutely could be that. And I'm telling you that I, I, I've, 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 put, I've put my whole career on this, that, that I'm telling you uh, that Patterson uh, knew that, that what they were looking at was fake. But Bob Gimlin, doesn't, to this day, he believes what he saw is what he saw. Doesn't mean I know one mean, thing. I, I, know one thing. I know one thing, you guys. You know, everybody has their own opinions and views on, on the, you know, Patterson film. Um, and, I uh, film. I mean, you can argue uh, so I, I don't, that's ridiculous, you know. Well, I know everybody has their own views, and, and mine's a little bit different. Um, I do respect everybody else's opinions and views and everything, but I want to mention something that I came across a little while ago now. It's a memoir that was from Patterson, and we all know that he got terminally ill, was in the hospital for a while with cancer, um, the memoir was written in handwriting, and it was never published, but it was given to a woman that, I'll keep her name out of it because she's old now. Um, you know, she's way into her 70s. In the memoir, it speaks about why he had he did this film, and he did this film rather quickly. It talks about the amount of money 
that he got paid for making the film was around $5,000. Now, $5,000 back in the day, back then, was a great deal of money, actually. He was falling out, yeah. That was a lot. Yeah. So he talks about renting all this equipment to make the film. What happened was he kept the equipment, and they actually, somehow he got charged for having this equipment. I don't know what that charge was. But, so, in order to get himself out of trouble, because he's in a bad way already, they released the film and they paid him five grand for this. And it also talks about some of the mistakes that he made and his regrets, actually, about making the film and why they had to make it. Um, It even talks about that he had went to a tailor somebody that makes costumes. And he was a guy, and I'm not mentioning this because Disney is a huge, oh, I said it, didn't I? Disney. Okay. So they have this guy make this costume, okay? And they worked on it for about 10 days, maybe 14, I think it was. And believe it or not, but in the memoirs, it's that they have a person in a suit that was tailor-made and sewn from the inside out. Okay, which would explain no zipper being seen and so on. Now, with this memoir, I don't have 100% solid evidence that it wasn't a fabricated memoir. Except for the woman that gave it to me, I've known now for over 10 years, and she just happened to be a neighbor of, of Patterson. Okay. When I was in her house... I saw all these books on Bigfoot and everything. I mean, she's got tons of them. So obviously she's a big fan of, of Sasquatch and Bigfoot and things like that. And that probably was why she got somehow linked with Patterson. So I can't say with, you know, 100% sure that, you know, the memoir, huh? Did he, is, is this supposed to be his handwriting? Because I would like yeah. to look at that. I would like to see it at some point if you could. And me, uh, at least a piece of you would, you would have to come here. You would have to come here and, and check it out. I actually have it in a safe deposit box because I had gotten death threats three years ago from having it. Actual death threats. One of them came from some guy that worked at Disney. Now, that I found very disturbing. If, if it's not real, why was I doing these types of death threats? You have to ask yourself, what what... But why is it so important that they, at all costs, they have to retrieve that memoir? Yeah. I is mean, you know, because, hmm? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. It, you know, oh. the, 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 the half of me wants to continue on with this back and forth um, mm-hmm. stuff with not just Facebook. I mean, many different subjects, but, but the, but the, the learn, you know, the, the, the want, the urge, the need to constantly, you know, gaining knowledge about life and everything um, mm. makes me want to move on every time. I, we, we just aren't, you know, once we can get, like I said, some sort of body of evidence, some sort of biological, um, you know, a live body, something, until then, yeah. I can't, I don't even want to go into Bigfoot anymore because it's just, it's just, it's really it's a broken record right now. Everyone just keeps talking about the same film, the same this. We're never going to know if we don't just do the work to find out, do the science to find out, do what it takes in that, you know, in that mind to yeah. figure that, 
you know. Yeah. A and a CO isn't going to be good enough. That's not definitive proof. It sucks, I know, yeah. but. Yeah. Kelly, Kelly, Roger, Kelly. Kelly, come out, come out. Where are you, Kelly? No. Hello. I'm here. Yeah, well, so you've been sitting there listening. Hello, this being, is interesting. She's been sitting here listening being quiet and everything. Let's get Kelly's take and all this. I'm sorry. Well, what? you know, my house is completely... Your house is what? <laughs> you know, I'm going to mute my phone until... Uh, well, I was going to say, we're going to sleep I'm going to mute it until I'm um, time to talk, okay? <laughs> You guys are cutting in and out. Did you just call me, Evan? <laughs> no, I was just saying, what's your take on all this? I mean, you're sitting there being quiet, and let's get your opinions as to what you're hearing and what you think. Well, I think, you know, like anything else, we've talked about with aberrations and ghosts. I mean, once we have seen and experienced that, mm-hmm. unless we have, we can't really relate. And, you know, I think that my, my house is kind of divided on this subject completely. I'm more of a skeptic, although I haven't, you know, I haven't seen real evidence with my own eyes. Um, <clears throat> there are others in my house who will argue with me all day long. But, you know, I used to do the same thing, you know, with ghosts. And um, I saw one, so therefore I believe. And it's just kind of, I think it's one of those things, you know, and a lot of people will say mm-hmm. they're abducted by aliens and you can't tell me differently, so... That that's what I think, but you know this is such an interesting subject, and I was just wondering. Um, I was reading. I was wondering if our guests could explain what a crypto a cryptozoologist is. Um, that's really interesting. I was I started to read about it, and I don't know if our listeners know what that is. You were breaking up, Kelly, so I didn't. Hello. Hello. I didn't hear if she was breaking up, so. Who? Her, her question, Devin, her question was if us, if she could explain what a cryptozoologist is. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Summer. Okay, I, I think, are you there, Summer, or did we lose, did we lose you? Yeah, but can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. I was, I was, I must have been having it, it was on mute still. I'm so sorry. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I heard her question. I can okay. answer that. Like, okay, um, yeah. Um, so so first thing, crypto, cryptozoology is the, um, it's a term used for um, the study of hidden animals. So um, by that, they mean things that are purported, reported, but not um, scientifically proven. But some are hoax. Some turn out to be hoax. Some turn out to be extant. Um, uh, extant populations of animals that were thought to be extinct, um, you know, and then undiscovered um, uh, animals and what have you. It could be in, in um, you know, it could be anything, anything biological, really, plants even. There's <laughs> type of cryptozoology with plants, um, with that. Anyway, so basically, if that's cryptozoology, cryptozoologist quite literally mm-hmm. just researches these said beings, and um, yeah. I'm I'm actually writing a five-part encyclopedia um, of cryptids and um, phantom attackers, 
which I think Whitley Strieber co- coined that phrase, or, or David Weatherly, don't really remember who. But that's, that, it, that includes the um, paranormal and the, kind of what people would call, like, uh, the more, like, you know, uh, darker side of entities, you know, like the black-eyed children and things like that. Black-eyed children, well, there's a topic. <laughs> a terrifying one. That's, that's a hell of a topic. Hey, uh, Summer, whatever happened to, are you familiar with the research of Dr. Melba Cashin? What was that all about? Do you know? Oh, you know, I don't follow her. I know, I mean, no offense to her. I mean, I I really, I, I know it's a whole lot of drama that includes colitis and that they're all in cahoots and I'm sorry, but if you have, look, yeah. if anybody out there, if anybody out there, damn, is listening, I don't care who you are. If you think you even potentially might have biological evidence of something as important as discovering a new species, especially that of um, the most famous cryptid on Earth, which is Sasquatch, you need, yeah. to, you need to have it tested or don't don't just, you know, go flaunt it everywhere. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. It's like hoaxers. I, I'm just sick of hearing about it. You either have it or you don't. What is it? What are you doing? You know what I mean? It's like they keep reporting about all, you know, we have a genome project and this and this and this. Show us that. Show me that then. I want to see that. Can we see it? You know what I mean? I'm not doubting yeah. that. I don't, I don't really know. You know, I have no idea. I, I generally, I genuinely want to believe people, but I usually take them as they're just being, I don't know exaggerating. You know what I mean? Everyone, like like I said, everyone blows up things out of proportion a little bit to make themselves look better or whatever, but yeah. when you're like constantly talking, it's like Dr. Melba Ketchum, I mean, whenever I've heard, and I'm not talking shit, I mean, I'm really not. I do appreciate her work, I do, but the whole science behind the genome thing, it's just really a bunch of crock of poop at this point. Yeah, I remember, you know, I remember about her DNA evidence and all that, and it was yeah, the controversy that took place those days afterward, and I was kind of pissed off because I sat there, I'm like, okay, a breakthrough, we have something solid, and yeah, that wasn't good at all. Um, and, and sad because she kind of, I feel like she kind of took advantage of the scientifically minded people who normally wouldn't pay too much mind to um, cryptozoology or what have you, but I mean, kind of in a way that kind of, it, does, it makes them not, the, the scientifically minded people that we need to have on our side it can, they yeah. still have an open-mindedness enough to believe that it could be possible and even work with some of us cryptologists in, in discovering these things if they're there or not, you know what I mean? But either way, you yeah. need science for that. That's the only way. Now, it, it turned them off, you know, some of these things are turning them off to the point where they don't want to be associated with any of it. So, I mean, you know, you can do double-blind studies, you can do this and that and this and that. That still doesn't, I mean, it's, okay, now you have biological evidence. We need a body. We need a live body or a dead one. <laughs> yeah, and we don't need a we don't need Hank the car, carpet guy as a body either. That's not going to cover it. <laughs> yeah, we know. Yeah, no, we need a specimen. You know what I mean? And look, like I said, I think it's like a, a lot more at this point, and it's sad. I mean, this is sad for me to even come to this assumption, but I really that it's probably something that we're seeing that isn't physically here in our reality, like I said. Sounds that sounds really freaking crazy. I probably sound like a freaking tinfoil hat wearing 
free for you. But, you know, I mean, that, that's science, you know, to me. Ultimately, we have to be know. all a little bit crazy, Summer. We're here talking about fast flocks. That's true. That's true. I mean, <laughs> James says, hey, wait a second. Yeah, but <laughs> people know I'm going to win. Yeah, no, it's, you know, I've got a story that I want to share. You know, I, I, I don't know, it is what you make out of it, but I was actually camping with my family, and it was about 1 o'clock in the morning, and we're up in the mountains, Mountain National Forest, and... I come around the corner, and this was in my wife's car. It was a new car at the time. Um, and, you know, something on the side of the mountain threw about a pound and a half rock and almost hit, almost hit a smack dab in the windshield. Now, I don't know too many people that would be out in the woods in the middle of the morning like that, way up high. I don't know of any bears that can throw rocks. Uh, and it, it was... Cleanly, and it wasn't something that rolled on the highway. It was smack dab coming off the mountain, and something threw it. Was it a Sasquatch? Who the hell knows? Uh, but something threw it. I mean, clean as day, it was there. I don't know what it was, but it was really close. So it makes you wonder, you know. And I know I had my high beams on in the car, and um, the high beams captured something up on the cliff, but I, I don't know what the hell it was. It happened really fast, and it was really dark, so it makes you wonder, you know, were the lights being intrusive or, you know, the high beams bounce off quite high, so possible. Something didn't like it, I know that, but... Um, have, have you ever heard of um, thing? someone in the Mojave Desert where these rocks all over, they, they, they like, physically move, but because it's it's something to do with I don't know it's like there's a natural a natural cause, but it 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 draws these huge lines in the sand. I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to send you a link later. But um, I think I read something about it. It's been a while, but I mean I read something about it. Uh, yeah, I mean I I I think I did. Um, I mean it sucks when you can't. You know, yeah. not only does someone's eyewitness account doesn't credibly you know account for any. Mm-hmm biological anything. You know, I could say I saw a freaking bird in a plane, but that doesn't have, yeah, I can't prove that, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, we can't play back what we saw. But um, stuff with stuff like that, like I, you know, I've seen things like move in, in you know, like, and I'm no, there's no way that something could move in that, in that way. Um, I'm the only one in the room. There's, you know, I mean, there's nothing that could have affected um, an object to move the way it did in front of my eyes. So it's like, I know there's, I don't know what kind of forces, but something that has some source of energy that yeah. is within our realm of, <clears throat> you know, existence because everyone and at least every single person on our page has either witnessed or sensed or felt something that that wasn't there, with that they wasn't really kind of there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it seems like an unseen force or something, you know. Not, not, I'm not talking deja vu. I'm talking about an actual physical something. <clears throat> yeah, something about a yeah. No, I, you're right. You're on to something about that. So it's a very good possibility. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are changes all the time, but this was just bizarre to me. I mean, the distance, you know, and you know when a rock rolls on the highway, right? But no, this was like flying through the air, and it actually oh. hit. 
rocks fly out of the sky all the time. You know what I mean? You might just be in a weird spot. <laughs> I'm just like, no, but really, like, you know, you, you got atmospheric, you know. I mean, yeah. anything. It could have been, like, literally a thousand different possible naturally occurring events that you just happen to be right there for. You know what I mean? Really. So it's stuff that you didn't, you know, if you had it on film or something, then it would have been really easy to figure it out. Well, what about the, you know, what about the light-colored, about 6'4-looking thing that I saw on the, on the edge? You know, I mean, it was a split second, but I've seen it. Could it have been a bear? Absolutely. Uh, we have light-colored bears here all, you know, all day long. Um <laughs> But it sure does make you wonder, you know, there's something out there that, you know, whether it's actual wildlife habitat or or whatever. But, but yeah, I remember it. It was clean as day, so it kind of made me start wondering a little bit, you know. It's like there's something, you know, like I said, you know me, my motto, <laughs> my, my my number one thing that I, if I give anybody advice, it's just question everything, you know. And, that, and I mean even question yourself if you need to. <laughs> You see Sometimes something you know. Don't don't let anybody tell you it wasn't. If you if you're in your right mind and you really you know it, then that, then that's that that's good enough for me. You know what I mean? But I mean, yeah. I miss it in, in 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 really just in really definitive, really specific um, details of these things. Though that's where I get a little bit. Well, it's even people who are experts at you know mind will tell you that people who are who witness things that, that scare them in general, it doesn't have to be a clip, it could be anything, it could be boo, I come out, they're going to over-exaggerate it every time because they're startled, and that's what we all do that. And so it makes you have to be, it makes them a little less credible on some of the details, so it's like what details are being like, you know, it's like Jesus, I don't know. There's really no way to narrow that down enough to say, you know, for a fact. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's hear from Jan. Jan's been pretty patiently here, and we kind of talk. I talk a lot, and don't allow Jan to talk. So, Jan, you're on. You're on trial right here, right now. Hey. Okay, Evan. Uh, All right. I wanted. I wanted to ask, how much is science supporting? You know, uh, all this. Um. Well, I mean. You know, it's, it's kind of, a, it's. I mean, in my experiences, I can't speak for everyone, um, and there's no, like, you know, numbers I can give you statistically around the world, like, to answer that, but my experiences and what, from what I know, um, you know, just about anyone who is in the field of science in general, especially anything that has to do with discovering species, especially, you know, zoology, any of it, biology, majority of science, um, um, people who um, work in those fields, they general, they genuinely, um, they generally, they generally seem to be on board for proving something scientifically. They just don't ever seem. I mean, they don't want to do this side of it. They don't want to get into anything that isn't like something that they can physically test or whatever. You know what I mean? Which is that's fine. That's what science is. So, it's, like I said, for the most part, I don't know anyone personally that that is completely nope I'm not I don't want any you know no way I won't do it because it's not you know if I have a physical piece of evidence you're going to have to test it if I pay you so that's you know they don't really have much of a choice <laughs> I don't know many well, I, I, I know a few anthropologists and things like that 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 really truly wholeheartedly believe um, in things especially like Bigfoot and, um, but you know 
anthropologists aren't scientists or biologists, so I don't really, you know what I mean? I, I was wondering, like, if the government put any kind of money into this at all. Well, I don't think that would be the government's form of, you know, that would be, personally, that would be inappropriate, I would think, for a government to put money into something like this um, because that's not what they're there for. Do you know what I mean? Well, isn't there a part of government that has to do with science, maybe? Who has what? That has something to do with science. Well, I, I mean, yes and no. I, I'm not familiar. I mean, I'm, I'm not a whole. I really don't like to get into politics and things like that. But um, there's there's some said um, forms of government that are, you know, they're not known to the public. Um, like they they had done they had testing facilities such as uh, like Plum Island off the coast of New York area. I think it is Jersey or something. Anyway, that was supposed to be an animal testing site, and they had. You know, it was, you know, these are all these are all purported, you know, events. I'm not saying for fact, but um, you know, the Palm Island's really there, and you know, we, as far as we know, that's what the place was. But you know, you know, the government is. I just think that the government needs to stick to politics. And if there was a science part of it, and the government was going to be funding anything, I would have nothing to do with it. Absolutely not. They, you know, you get the Smithsonian involved and stuff, things like that. And they come and they take whatever evidence you have, and then you, it's never recorded. Then what? What do you do? You know, this form of government, it was strong on me. I mean, they'll, they'll take it. They don't care. They'll come and physically take it away. So you can't, like, as a subject, you know, contacting uh, things like that, you know, what do you do in the case that you find something like a, an actual physical, like a dead Bigfoot somewhere? You know, what do you do? That's probably a question we should answer, you know, because what do you do? You know, we well, just can say, oh, I've had people throughout the years tell me, and, and with such, I mean, with such detail that it's hard not to believe them about these instances when they found, like, relics, when they found, like, crazy things like Egyptian mummy, you know, in the Grand Canyon, just crazy stuff. But it's such detail that it's like, how can you not believe telling the truth in a way, you know what I mean? Like, And then they say that the government came and they took these things from them so they couldn't report them. You know, in trusting the government that they would obviously didn't happen. And then they just deny it because that's what they do. Well, maybe they'd be lucky enough to find two at the same time. And the government could have one and you could still hang on to one, right? Yeah, hopefully there's twins and that's just how if, if there's anything, if there's any cryptid that I wouldn't mind having, <laughs> I will take I will take one Loch Ness monster, please, and absolutely as many fairies as I can fit in my bag. Hmm. No, that would just be cool, but no. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I don't know. It's really hard to trust the government. At all, and, and it's not, it has nothing, I'm not biased, I mean, I don't, I, I'm i pretty just level-headed person, but I'm not anti-government at all in any way. I voted this year, so, hey, I voted for the first time, yay. Anyway, um, but, like, I have serious, like, morals and values and views, just like everyone does, but there's a few I take a little more serious than others, and, and one is that, you know, and I, oh, God, you guys are going to freak out right now when I say this, but I don't care. 
one thing I think a woman should not be in the position of presidency. I just, it's not a place for a lady. No offense to, no offense to Hillary or anyone who ever want to run for president is a female. More power to you, but it's just, it, you know, when I when I think back to my my soul's roots, that's just not a good idea for many, many, many reasons. You know, and I'm not, that's just, I'm not, come on, I'm a woman. You know, I, it has nothing to do with that. It really just has to do with war and how um, other countries and our allies view women and and, the, and the, the amount of respect they don't give them and, you know, they treat them like garbage and what have you. How would you, you know, we're, these are our allies. They are not going to deal with the female president on our end. We're not going to have allies anymore. Or if they're not allies, we're going to have even bigger enemies. They're not going right. to you have a you know what? You know what? They're going to learn to have respect because if Hillary gets in there, she's going to kick their ass. <laughs> I don't think you really think that she's going to do something to to, to kick their asses. I'm pretty sure she said flat out she, that she. <laughs> I, look, my point is, I don't care who, and I don't know anything about Hillary. I really don't. I don't know a damn thing about her, so I can't say. I would say. <laughs> that I don't know, but I'm just saying I don't give a fuck. Excuse me. Was, I don't care if it was my mother, my best friend, uh, the, the virgin oh who, what female you are, Beyonce, I don't give a shit. No be <laughs> in position of power. Like, hey, you know what? has been uh, pretty well educated on emails, and my email got hacked this morning, my Google emails. Perhaps she could help me out with my email situation if she gets elected president. Yeah, she, yeah, I guess she could. <laughs> she yeah, I mean, there's, and, and now, no. So, so first it was, first it was the emails never happened. Now it's, I promise you, there's nothing in the emails that were deleted that's damning. Really, well, I was more interested in the part where she learned how to scrub her servers clean that actually did block 75% or thereabout of the FBI's investigating the emails. So that was interesting to me. Can I learn that process so I can just delete all my emails and nobody else can have them? I kind of like the idea myself. What irritates me the most about politics is that it's never about the people. It's always about these arguments about emails and fuck-ups. Like, let's, you know, let's, stop, let's stop assassinating the ones that actually are actually here to do good things. I understand that the president doesn't run shit. The president we see is just a speaker, a fucking public figure, at which the actual people who run the world speak through. He doesn't get to just do a damn thing. He actually doesn't have to say or shit. You know? <laughs> We do not know who, who, I know, I mean, we know who runs the government, who runs the real world, but, you know, the people we see in office are not our rulers. Know that. Take me to your, take me to your leader. You know who runs the real world? We do at Paranormal Talk Radio. So, what do you think of the Illuminati? Oh, hell. (laughs) Oh, hell, I know, right? Um, you know what? I, okay, we're gonna get into that, but do you mind if I mute my phone for one second? I have to go party. <laughs> so, the Illuminati. I guess I can answer that. The Illuminati is just to talk about that too when you're done. So I'll be right back. 
the the Illuminati is just that. It's you know the new world order, right? Um, I did a lot of research and came in contact with uh, Jesse Ventura, the former governor. You know, the professional wrestler, blah blah blah. Ex Navy Seal. Okay, okay, it goes on and on. He did a segment. The underground part of the Boulder, Colorado airport that blew me away. I did not understand or could not even comprehend what the hell the government was or had built underneath that entire Denver airport. Denver airport. Mm. The Denver airport. Uh, the, airport Denver, the, the airport of doom is the nickname it's got on itself. There's nothing under. There's nothing under there though. It, it's just an old, um, it's an old system of rails that they used to use to transport luggage. <laughs> Didn't you see the part where you took them down there? Well, I saw when you went down there. There is something built underground underneath the city there, and it goes for like 50 square blocks. Yeah, it was a tunnel system in which they used they used to house the. The luggage, um, there was like a really elaborate system they don't use anymore because it costs too much, and it was just a piece of crap. But, I mean, it is pretty elaborate, but do you know how large the Denver airport is, hon? It's oh, it's mile long. It's fucking yeah. huge. I think it's the big, It's one of the biggest in the United States for sure. I've been there myself. But, no, that, that, that the New World Order is, I, I don't want people to get mixed up, the New World Order is not the Illuminati. The New World Order is something that's actually a bill that was signed by George Bush Sr. when he was in office, and it's a bill that states that um, that they will make a one-world government, meaning they'll sector off, like, four sectors, and each sector will have its own, like, president. They will they will also be in, um, putting in effect a three-state. I don't know if you guys know what that is. That would have to be a whole other day to work on that one. I don't want to get it. That's a big old clusterfuck, but it's very important to, to look into um, just for your family's sake, um, looking to you know what martial law means, but um, New World Order is not Illuminati. Just just say for the record. Illuminati yeah, what you what you're speaking of is the uh, Agenda 21 passed by the UN that was ratified by Bush. Thank you. That's Anybody who's learned about that at home, just Google Agenda 21 and you can find out all about it. She's absolutely right. You know, do you, do you follow the Zeitgeist movement at all? Hey, guys. Yay. Yay, you said Zeitgeist. I love you. <laughs> I love, I love Jacques Cousteau uh, or whatever his name is, Jacques Valdez or whatever. I think that the, the Venus Project is just the, mo- the most beautiful, you know, uh, thing I could ever dream up. But, uh, you know, we'll, I don't think we'll ever be get to that. But Zeitgeist is a great, you know, what I... I am still, I watch it over and over again, the first half, I mean, the first quarter, because it's in three sections, the first movie, the, oh, yeah. the part religion and how it quite literally is like, it's. I've always said something since I was young, and I never understood kind of why I said it. I've always had this weird knowing, these pieces of knowledge that I felt like I had, my soul had collected over time, assuming that this is one of them. I always said that really, and, and I think this is cliche, and a lot of people probably said it before me, and it's probably a poem or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I just know that I kind of always felt, and I would say to people at times, that our, our you know, our life is mouth out in the stars. And, uh, you know, history kind of is too, in a way, you know. But anyway, uh, I always just kind of felt that. And then when I watched Zeitgeist, 
it, I was so dumb. I was just so elated, but I was shocked, and I was just so happy to find somebody who understood the way I felt in my soul about things like the Bible and like all religions. It can all, I mean, it's literally mapped out in the stars. It's so crazy how precise it is. It just really is very odd. I'm not into astrology or anything like that, but, but that, that portion of that movie is remarkable. I'll tell you, if if people haven't watched the that that movie, the very first one, every uh, you know everybody should. It really wakes you up, you know, to what's going on in this world. And with our government, and as far as them uh, underground tunnels, I forget when I was looking into that, and there is supposed to be so many of them. All over the place. So, but do you, know, if, you know, this is the thing, though. People don't ever want to look back in history why those would be there. That used to be the way that they heated cities. They heated cities through tunnels underneath their houses. So these things have been there for many years, and they're just not used anymore that way. We don't you heat each other that way. I don't. I mean, if somebody can back me up on that. I don't know if anyone else in chat here has ever heard of that, but I know for a fact that that's we have those in our town, and I hear a lot of weird conspiracies about it. And I'm like, no, dude. The steam plant, blah blah blah, and I have to explain. And I have to literally like show them, you know, online. It's not. It's like well, you know. It's, I, I, I know it's so weird. It's so weird. But if we're talking about an underground rail system, like a railroad, that is cause for concern. But that's not what we're finding. You know. What What are we claiming? <laughs> <laughs> Old tunnels that used to literally be used for to heat homes before we had electricity, or yeah. but not electricity, but whatever you know form. I don't know. But how but did they heat a town underground? With the steam, steam from a steam plant. Oh, okay. All right, I got you. We just happen to have a place here called the Steam Plant Grill, and it's kind of like a famous landmark, and it's like these huge steam plants. If you guys want to look up Spokane, Washington, you'll see it. it's really neat. But you can actually see um, online about these underground tunnels that are supposed to be here, but they're all they're all cordoned off. So you can't even, even if you, like, say there's, like, giant, you know, hotels downtown, you can't, even if you own that hotel, you can't get down in there. They cemented them all. Like, they just filled them with cement. There's maybe one or two left that are, like, really, you know, just little corridors, but they're, you know, they, they are used for, I think there's one in the hospital that they use for um, garbage facility, and you know what I mean? Like, so it's not really, you know, it's, it, it, but it did. It, it was, like, under every, you know, all of downtown, for sure, at least. Yeah. You gotta remember, there's like aqueducts, like in places like Vegas and in in the Alamo Valley and shit like that. So it's like these tunnels aren't just creepy tunnels; they're used for something. <laughs> <at one point. laughs> people are like, backing up. I mean, like, dude, think about it. I love when people don't think logically. I love that. I, I just keep, keep doing that because I'm like, really, keep talking, crazy person. <laughs> um, not all tunnels were used for that. I'm not saying that, but I—I I mean, I know a lot of them are specifically because of that reason. <laughs> Hilarious. So, uh, what exactly um, is the cripples who all this? What do they do, uh, Summer? I mean, people put on their pages, "Hey, I'm a crystal zoologist." Um, what is that entitled? Does that just mean that you're going out looking for this? Sasquatch or Alan Depp 
does the name go itself? Um, you know, I, I, like I said, so I per, personally, myself, um, it's, it's the far end of the cryptozoology side of it. I, I am also, um, you know, a trained field researcher, um, so I can collect evidence. I can go out on, you know, um, go out in the, wherever I want in the, in the world and, um, you know, camp out, hide out, do whatever, you know, um, record things. I, you know, I could, I'm skilled in all the trade of, of um, tracking, like, you know, uh, like a Navajo elder taught me to track, like, I don't know if anybody, anybody is a hunter, they know what tracking means, but I can track anything, humans, birds, it doesn't matter what it is. But anyway, um, uh, so sometimes I do that. I don't do it so much up here. Um, in the Inland Northwest, I did a lot in New Mexico when I was down there with JC and, and uh, Crypto Four Corners. But um, I uh, also am skilled in, like, weapons training, things like that. But uh, that's just for fun, really. I mean, protection, but fun more than anything. <laughs> um, but I, like I said, a lot of it is really, truly just spending time reading, reading, reading. Hearsay, talking to people, you know, um, communicating with, uh, you know, others in the field, just, you know, just gathering evidence and, you know, anything. I mean, writing stuff, I mean, it's just constantly research, research, research. Anything, you know, because there's a constant flow of, you know, 99% BS made up, you know, Photoshop or whatever, whatever on, online. I try to stay away from that stuff, and I, I try to go, I'll go to a local, you know, um, right here in the Riverside State Park, I'll go to the local uh, little fishing hole, and I'll talk to the people. Hey, you know, what's, what's like, I found some weird, 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 this is very creepy but actually yeah. I found because of something like this I found some a cryptid up here in Nine Mile Falls in the little tiny town that I live called the Goatman of Nine Mile Falls and it's fucking terrifying and it, and it was a fucking Air Force veteran who was on the base that saw this fucking thing and he it's like not that long ago it's a cryptid like on my time our time and it's creepy as hell. So it's cool when you find stuff like that and you never, you know, it was never reported or whatever. It was just like some blog that two people wrote about and connected somehow. Well, you know, like, oh, I'm, writing a, I'm writing a five-part. Yeah, Cryptozoologist is kind of just being a paranormal researcher, doing your research and study and learning more. It doesn't all have to be textbooks, practical and personal experiences and, and stuff like that. Um, hopefully someday, hopefully soon, someday, somebody will actually have some sort of DNA evidence. And I'm not talking about some clown out in the woods with a, with a field camera and a webcam attached to his butt saying, hey, take a look at this. There's a house built here made out of logs all piled up, looks like an Indian teepee. Yes, that's what he went and got a chainsaw and cut them logs, baby. He made grooves in the boards, and he put that separate. Uh, oh, this is going to last for the winter. That's not what we're talking about. We're yeah, talking no, about, see, you know. So there, there, and this, this stuff never gets talked about, and it's really yeah. sad, but I think it's very important to speak on the, the said cryptids that turn out to be real. And I'm talking about these are scientific animals that were just discovered that we thought people were reporting seeing something like these, but we didn't know they existed, and we just found them. One of them, for fuck's sake, excuse my language again, is a giant, it's called a giant caper. I'm sorry. I was, when I first heard that, I was like, what? Did you say a mini? They're like, no, giant caper. We just discovered a few years ago. 
Like, if you Google it, you'll see it. That was a reported cryptid. It would, they were artist depictions of it in those areas for decades and decades, back to some of the earliest freaking science books. And it's funny because we never discovered it until recently, and it's a freaking giant. And not to mention the mountain gorilla from yeah. down there. We just discovered a huge population of them. How? Well, hey, Summer, I went into Walmart last, yeah, it was two, day, two days ago, and this big old heavyset lady walked in to Walmart. I, I, I almost went and got my camera. I'm not going to lie. I thought, I thought I'd seen the first ever Yeti. Seriously. <laughs> uh, I could you not. <laughs> she, had, she had this bushy hair on her head that was down to the back of her butt, and it was like afro bushy and weird, and, and just, I mean, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, seriously, I thought I was uh, invading a Yeti's camp or something when that walked in. But again, that stays at Walmart. You know, that's that's it. What happens at Walmart stays at Walmart. No, on the first side, though. But... <laughs> she had everybody buzzing, all all the people in line, and uh, it was uh, interesting, yeah. So then I, I turned the corner. You know how Walmart has, like, posters and stuff on a little rack? You can kind of spin the rack or whatever and see these posters. And yeah. all things, I happened to brush up against the wall, and, and uh you know, I moved it or something, and, and it went to one side, and out jumps a Yeti picture. Right now, doesn't that figure? I can actually say, yes, I see the Yeti at Walmart. True fact. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. Well, think about it. What are the odds? I'm making a joke about it. I walk on the other end of the store 20 minutes later, bump into the stupid poster rack, and out them so Sasquatch. What are the odds on that? Mm-hmm. Well, uh-huh. is, 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 uh, I'm is, just saying. Is this? I'm not sure. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hush up a minute. That <laughs> Does this field involved with uh, that reptilism? You know, the people... Yes. Uh, cryptozoology. I mean, it can. That's ufology, more or less. But um, mm-hmm. I, I, I delve somewhat into, like I said, the phantom attackers, which, or, or you know, hum, um, humanoid creatures, stuff like that. I, I would, I would lump it all together, truly. But that's more a ufology, because that's more alien. And by alien, I don't mean extraterrestrial. I mean. Alien, as in you look up, Google the word alien, and you don't understand what I mean. Something alien well, to us. I'm just you know, thinking about, I was thinking about that movie, They Live, you know? They Live. I'm uh-huh. you know. <laughs> I With Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper in the movie They Live. Oh, my God, I've seen that movie like 15 times. I'm a big Rowdy Piper, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper fan because he grew up here in Oregon. I actually know the guy. Uh, back in our days of going to uh, Pacific Northwest Wrestling, and then when he finally made the big time. And, yeah. No, I need to watch uh, it. I'm, I'm seeing it, but I, I, I watched so many goddamn movies that I, you know, <laughs> the name of the movie is not going to, I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe we should make some 
Summer, uh, maybe we could make some glasses. You know that we put on the glasses and we see Yeti. Yeah. I don't want to. You don't want to do that. For what? You're running right into him, and then you're going to piss him off, and they're going to get on their elevator, and they're going to come to our dimension, and they're going to fuck you up. <laughs> <There's kids. laughs> no, maybe I'm not. Maybe that's actually what would happen. I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you that if this said man, freaking, you know, gorilla thing is one, you don't, why would we want to discover this? First of all, we'd be encroaching on their shit. It would be terrible for them because they clearly don't want or need to be found for any reason other than our own, you know, ticks and our own shits and giggles on our own part. There's nothing scientifically that we can use that for other than just to say, ha ha, we told you so, you know, there's really nothing good that could come of it when you truly think about it in the long run. Because what would happen is people would, it would be, they would freak out. Yeah. And they would all go hunting them, and they would all, just like they do with the wolves and things like that. So that's, I mean, that's another topic right there within itself. You know, with all these people that are out there looking for the uh, the big hairy guy, you know, what's going to happen if they find them? Then what? Right, what are you going Yeah. You can't you well, know, you can him cage him and keep him in, and give him to the world to poke and prod at. That's not, that is not a good, that, to me, that is not doing a good deed or science, not doing science any credible, you know, uh, deed at all. That's just yeah. ridiculous. Like, it doesn't solve anything for me. And so I think things will be discovered when they are meant to be discovered, when it comes to hunting for things like that. That's why it's hard for me to kind of answer that field question, really. I, yes, I, I do go camping and things like that. I'm more, like I said, I'm more interested in finding an un, undiscovered, you know, like a mammal, a mammal or a, uh, a insect or a, you know, something like that, a, uh, you know, fish or something. That would be cool. That, that I do, you know, I'm always keeping my eyes and ears and everything open when I'm outside and shit like that. Yeah. You know. You know yeah, I mean, we, fo- we just found a woolly rhino. We didn't find a woolly rhino. I was like, that's a joke. No, we did. <laughs> it's frozen. <laughs> crazy. What's going to happen is somebody's going to shoot a Sasquatch. That's absolutely what's going to happen. Somebody's going to kill one of these things and throw it down on the table because until a body shows up, there's always going to be people that aren't going to believe. No matter what kind of evidence you have, no matter what, they're not going to believe any film. They're not going to believe any pictures. They're always going to try to explain it away. So unless you kill one of these things and actually give them a body to sex, they're not going to believe it. And I hate to say that because I don't want to see one of them get killed, but that's what it's going to take. You're going to have to kill one in order to protect the whole species. Yeah, well, if they, you know, if there is a species, I don't believe that they're a physical body in this realm of existence. So I think, like I said, so good luck shooting something that isn't there. That's how I, you know, <laughs> if it is something, don't shoot it. Why would you shoot it? That's just so not. Unless it's but if coming it's not at there, you, how big, footprints. a baby Bigfoot is coming at me. I'm shooting that shit. Yeah, that's another topic right there. You know, what if Bigfoot? It's going not- to harm me or my loved one. It's going to have to take a bullet. And as would I, I would assume it's you know it was if I was a predator and, and you know or whatever. They're not predatory. I don't. I why am I even talking about it? I don't believe they exist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just don't. I think it's a lot of misidentification and mass hysteria situations, which is so plausible. I, look, I hope all of those, I hope all of them exist. All of them. All of them. Every single cryptid 
they're all have to serve some kind of purpose if they do exist. So that would be awesome. But yeah, I unfortunately, I think majority of them probably do not, or they're not to these crazy, you know, magical, you know, magical happenings with them. <laughs> they're probably just a regular animal or whatever. They're just not identifying properly because our brain can only identify what we what we know. So for about the next seven minutes, we'll talk a little bit and then we'll wrap it up a little bit because all hell is going to be breaking loose and doorbells will be ringing and doors opening and the dog barking and right and my my uh, so. phone's beeping. And <laughs> um, do you mind so. if we talk about? Um, someone asked me if I if I would um, well because I actually I lied. I asked if there was something they would um, like a topic for um, us to touch on, and um, they they had mentioned something, and I personally haven't experienced any of this because I haven't experienced it. So, but I think some of you have. So, if we could talk about just one more thing, that'd be really rad. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so, if you know, if, have any of you experienced this or known anybody that has? When you were a child or when you were younger, adolescent, and you experienced something like seeing a ghost or you know, understanding unseen forces and things like that, you know, the paranormal, you know, anything. You know, I know that children are more vulnerable because they're much more innocent and they kind of have no filter yet um, like we do. Um, so I understand that. And But I personally never experienced things like that when I was a kid. My family did. Everyone around me always did. I would sense things in a very different way, though, in a more telepathic or psychic or... Um, in a in a in a empathic way, and but they would always see stuff or physically like they'd be like that is you know you don't see that and I would just wouldn't I feel very intensely but I would never see anyway, and and that being said so if you experience something like that growing up and having people like tell you that that's no you know the people that weren't okay with it you know what I mean it was there people that were like you know, you, you shouldn't, you know, believe in that. It's not real. You're crazy. You know, you know what I mean? Like being put, put down on that end of it versus having um, support. Have you guys experienced any of that? It's a good question. Jan, Kelly, or James, one, you, you all can chime in here if you like. Okay, what? Oh. Okay. So nobody ever had any encounters with children or adolescents where they experienced anything of the paranormal kind? Yeah, I did. Okay. Did did you tell anybody? Excuse me? No, I just experienced deja vu. No. No no, things before they were going to happen. No, 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 not oh, that, not that. Yeah. No, no, okay, yeah. My first ghost was at 17. Okay, yeah, so no then. Well, I'm sorry, but I don't, anybody else dealt with that? Or, or does anybody know, like, okay, so everyone has had in their life, I'm sure, someone who is like, probably when you're younger, you're like, oh, my God, my aunt, you know, Norma's super crazy. She used to use a ghost. Uh, you know what I mean? But if you don't experience it. Yeah, you, can you hear not, me? Can you Huh? Hi, this is Kelly. Can you hear me? Yeah. I had an ex- okay. I had an experience when I was about from the time I was five. Um, my grandfather, my grandfather was a Southern Baptist preacher, and um, I had a make-believe friend called Damon, 
and we had to set the table for him. He was that real, and um, I used to talk to him, and we would set the table, <laughs> and I would play with him outside, and he just, and now looking back, you know, we wonder, was, I, I saw an apparition at 17. You know, looking back on that time, now we've all kind of wondered, was that really a make-believe friend, or was that, you know, something else? So, right. you know, that make-believe friend is kind of interesting. Did you recall ever physically seeing this person in your mind at all, even? Like, could you draw a picture of them, or is it just because you imagine that's what they'd look like? I could not draw a picture. I was talking to him, but, you know, I'm I'm almost 50 now, so. No, no, what I mean is, like, do you, do you feel little, like in your, in your heart you saw this person at some point in your life? Like, it actually physically saw them there? Or, or was it more literally imaginative that you can remember? No, I, I you're kind of cutting out. I don't know if y'all can still hear me, but no, I definitely remember seeing the person, talking to the person, oh, but wow. I couldn't tell you what it looked like. I just, it was almost like I, it was there. Huh. And I knew instinctively what it was saying, but I couldn't, um, I don't know if I ever even saw. But I talked about it all the time, and I talked about when it. Yeah, and that's, it was that's very, very real to me. Oh yeah, I mean, there's so many, 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 many. It's actually pretty well noted in some fam- very famous encounters of stuff like that through history. But they're so credible. Like some of it's like these people aren't going to say these things. <laughs> some kind of energy, a force of you know. First of all, we don't know that the you know um, the the uh, the freaking um, wow, the laws of attraction are real. You know the energy. You know, like when we die, our energy does not go away; it just goes on to another source. I mean, you can't kill that. You have to wonder. You have to wonder if that. You know, if there's got to be other energy from people passed on, or people who are here yet, or what have you. They're probably around. You know, I'd like to hear yeah, your my... viewpoint on that. Excuse me. I'd like to hear your viewpoint on that because uh, you're more into science than theology. So where oh, where, where do our spirits go? And well, tell me your I viewpoint mean, on that. Uh, like scientifically, what I can my viewpoint or well. You're you're into science, not into religion, right? Well, I mean, I I I've studied theology very intensely, but um, in many many religions. But I'm not. I don't choose any one religion. No, um, I'm an anti-disestablishmentarianism. Just kidding. Um, no. So, um, I what we do know so far about uh, what happens when when we pass on that there's certain chemicals, something. There's DM, not DMT, the drug, but something that's in, uh, I can't remember the name. It's like a, it's a chemical. There's, we have it in our frontal lobe anyway, and it's released. They recently have realized that whatever, um, whenever you're, you're immediately after your body is pronounced dead, basically, they, the brain, it, it like continues to do a few things. But anyway, 
one thing is that it releases like in mass amounts and doesn't ever release this chemical in life that they know of. They can't brain scan somebody for their whole lifetime. So, you know, it could very well be not 100%, but I, I think it's pretty credible. They say that it, people, when they experience this DM, the same chemical in DMT, the same and I mean, don't, please don't go do drugs because I'm I'm a terrified of it. I won't do it. I would never. But my brother swears by the shit. I don't. Whatever. Some people can act crazy, and I'd rather stay sane in this life. So I'm not going to mess with it. Um, but uh, it's that chemicals released immediately after our body dies from our and like in in a massive amount. And so it in people who are high on this this DMT have they've all pretty much said the same thing. And, and there's films, you can go online right now to YouTube and, and type in, it, it sounds crazy, but trust me, you'll be like, what the hell did I just watch? You can type in D, um, so-and-so takes DMT, anybody, you know, you just, people take DMT. And you can watch them as they take this, and then it only lasts a few minutes or whatever, but the euphoria on their, I mean, they I mean, they look like they just saw God, and when they come out of it, I mean, it's like they're they're like they know what life's about. It's very strange. What's but that chemical is released in your brain when you die, and we do know that we, our physical bodies hold or house a specific energy. Is what I would think is our soul, probably what we call a soul. Is a body of energy, and that doesn't die when we die, when our body dies. Our vessel dies. That it just rises above or whatever direction, and and I'm assuming catches to something like this is where law of attraction comes in, you know, things like that, um, actual energy, <laughs> like physical energy, you know, they all it's like a magnet, you know. So I would think that that would attach to something somewhere. Um, yes. Hey, what's, it, what's, it, what's it you say the name of that chemical was? D-M-T. D as in, like, David. M as mm. in Margaret. T as in Tom. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> okay, I got it. Do not go doing that. But look up the chemical that's released in after death in your frontal lobe, and that'll have the scientific term for what this DMT is that they're making and taking is the same thing. Or they're yeah, that's out. some pretty pretty trippy stuff. Like um, I said, nobody go do it because I just talked about it. I mean, that's I'm sure someone will, but that's your own prerogative, I guess. All right, guys, I'm already in this for the for this for the episode. Uh, that all hell will be breaking loose the dog barking and lips of flapping and all that good job. So, as we're doing it from live from our house, just want to do a special thanks to, to Summer Acosta from who is out of Washington, James Hurston Jr., that's out of Virginia, Jan Reynolds, that's out of New York, Charlie Griffin out of Texas, and myself out of Oregon. I think we're getting out there, we're getting around. Um, special thanks to everybody involved and, and uh, for, to James Hershey again for chilling with us on short notice and being there for us and, and uh, having a good time on the show. Uh, appreciate everybody's opinions, values, and, and content shared this evening. Um, Summer, if you could tell people where to find you on your website, that would be cool, and, and then we'll have James do the same. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and hang up after that. But um, anybody can contact me um, on Facebook if you just type in Summer Akasha Snape. And my email is also summerakashasnape at gmail.com. So that's the easiest way. You can also YouTube that and find some of the shows I've been on um, through that. Um, 
And, yeah, so just feel free to, I mean, contact me on Facebook. My phone number's there. I don't care. I mean, if you have stories or whatever um, or would like to um, add um, submissions or something for content for the Encyclopedia of Cryptids, that would be rad. And you can always email that to me. I am very responsive on Facebook. So that's an easy way to find. So thank you guys for having me on. It's nice meeting you guys. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. Oh, <laughs> have a good night. Nice to meet night. you, too. Thank you for having me on, brother. It's nice to meet you, Summer. Um, my new novel, Rise of the Revenant, is available. Um, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, you can get it on Books A Million, Barnes & Noble, all those websites, Walmart. Um, the best place, I think, honestly, to, to get my novels is Amazon because they're all on Prime, and you can have them like in a day or two, which is sweet. Um, I do autograph copies as well. Um, you can send a check or bunny order or cash or whatever you want to send to uh, for 20 bucks to James Hershey Jr., P.O. Box 489, Strasburg, Virginia, 22657. And just let me know what novel you want and uh, who you want me to make it out to, and I'll get that mailed out to you. Um, another thing, I'm going to be doing book signings coming up at the uh, Edinburgh Old Time Festival uh, here in Virginia. I'm going to be on the 17th of September from um, 2 to 5 p.m. and the 18th from 12 to 3 p.m. I'll be doing uh, book signings. Uh, all my books will be available there as well. Um, I'll be taking pictures with people, signing autographs, all that kind of jazz, talking to, to the readers. And uh, once again, brother, thank you for having me on, and, and nice to meet everybody that I haven't met yet. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. I'm Evan Jensen. This is Beyond Paranormal Talk Radio. And their show that they come out with from time to time is the Bigfoot Today Show. And again, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I'll be listening later to the archive link. Be well, God bless, and we'll see you next week. Same time, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. in the Eastern. With that, be well. Bye-bye, everybody.